Today's episode of the Watson Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Commerce Tools. Make sure your brand and your business is ready for the trillion-dollar e-commerce market. Commerce Tools, the global leader in commerce and creator of the powerfully composable mock architecture, can help you achieve bite-sized wins or upsized achievements faster than ever. Whether you are looking to reduce maintenance costs for legacy systems or put the power of AI to work for you quickly, Commerce Tools is your partner for commerce success. Go to commercetools.com to learn how to get started. It's February 26, 2024. And this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Today on our show, Walmart's Q4 earnings release, Bed Bath & Beyond and Overstock named new CEOs, Macy's in a battle with investors. What are UPS and FedEx telling us about the economy? And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first, in our shopping cart full of news. Walmart Q4 fiscal year 24 earnings shows improved outlook year over year. Walmart continues to execute well across a number of fronts and seems cautiously optimistic on calendar 2024 relative to how we began calendar 2023. What's driving Walmart results? Really, there are three things that we'll talk about today. First is growth in higher margin businesses, improved contribution margin from ads, marketplace, fulfillment, and membership. Walmart's ads business grew 28% year-over-year to $3.4 billion globally. Walmart Connect US grew 22%. Just for comparison, Amazon is at a $47 billion business, which is almost 14 times larger than Walmart's ads business. 50% of Walmart Connect US ads growth comes from marketplace sellers. Walmart Plus's same-day services are actually leading share gains among upper-income households. And global membership income has grown by 20%. Operating cash flow as a result is up 4% year-over-year to $35 billion. Second, Walmart has spent a lot of time reducing their supply chain costs. This involves more leverage upstream due to automation in their regional distribution centers and downstream closer to the consumer. The second part involves improving route density and increasing adoption of same-day fulfill from store. A few stats for you. Store fulfilled delivery was up 50% year-over-year. Walmart U.S. inventory was down 4.5% year-over-year due to better sell-throughs. Walmart lowered last-mile delivery costs by 20% year-over-year, and 90% of stores can now deliver same day. And while their e-commerce business is still not profitable, Walmart reduced their e-commerce losses by 40% year-over-year due to these changes. The third point is that e-commerce is a continued growth area for the company. Walmart's weekly active customer file grew 17% year-over-year, primarily due to marketplace growth. Walmart U.S. marketplace revenue grew 45%, with more than 35% of those orders fulfilled by Walmart. Overall, it seems like Walmart's marketplace is the key to expanding their general merchandise assortment online. Oh, and did I mention? Walmart e-commerce is now a $100 billion business. That little fact was released during their earnings call as well. In terms of the broader outlook, they did not seem to be concerned about a 2024 recession. General merchandise should still see some softness this year. 
And Walmart expects net sales growth on a 3 to 4% on a constant currency basis with operating income growth of 5%. I don't know about you, but this earnings report actually gives me a little bit of rosy optimism for 2024. Our second story, Bed Bath & Beyond and Overstock named new CEOs. If it seems like it's been hard to follow the Bed Bath & Beyond and Overstock saga, you can't be blamed. It's difficult. This is just one month after Overstock acquired the assets of Bed Bath, said everything was rebranding to Beyond, and then changed its mind. Talk about confusing. Now the company is circling back to appoint CEOs for the two different companies. Chandra Holt has been named the new CEO of Bed Bath & Beyond, And Dave Nielsen, the longtime Overstock executive, is now the new CEO of Overstock.com. If you think that's confusing, have you checked out the Beyond.com website lately? It looks like the parent company of Bed Bath is getting into, listen to this, home mortgages, shipping insurance, lending, and all sorts of things that I'm sure are much more profitable than retail. Retail is hard, right? Is it wrong to wonder if the whole thing isn't some kind of Ty Lopez-like Ponzi scheme at this point? Our third story, Macy's in a battle with investors. There are a lot of dramatic news headlines swirling around Macy's and I thought it would be a good time to catch everyone up. In December this year, Macy's rejected a $5.8 billion takeover offer from activist investors, Ark House Management. The company claims that these investors have failed to disclose their financing and so can't be considered a serious offer. Since then, Ark House is increasing the pressure and has nominated a slate of nine new directors to Macy's board of directors. And right now, there seems to be a public battle playing out. For its part, Macy's is listening but not entering into any serious negotiations. Macy's claims not only that Ark House doesn't seem to have the money to back its offer, but that the offer doesn't have any significant value behind it. Today, Ark House has approximately a 4.4% stake in Macy's, which means the company has to listen also. It's entirely possible that Arcos will keep increasing its share in Macy's and wait for it to falter in the post-Jeff Gannett era. The most contentious issue at the heart of the matter is the value of Macy's real estate. Essentially, Arcos believes that Macy's is not maximizing it. Given that retail is a tough business with limited operating income, it's actually kind of hard to argue with the logic. In order to continue negotiations, Arcos is proposing that Macy's open up its books to give the investors more financials which Macy's has so far rejected. I expect this to keep escalating until there is some kind of settlement. Why? Macy's management cannot afford such a public distraction. The end result will probably end with Macy's accepting at least some of the new board of directors nominees from Ark House. And our last story. What are UPS and FedEx telling us about the economy? seems like there's two main economic narratives going out there right now. One is the Alfred E. Newman, what me worry narrative that seems to look better than last year. Inflation is coming down and companies are raising their forecasts. Unfortunately, there are still clouds out there as the shipping industry says hello. If e-commerce is up and to the right for everyone, wouldn't FedEx and UPS be adding routes rather than trimming them? Listen to a few of these data points. At the end of last year, FedEx lowered its 2024 full-year forecast, citing weak demand. This is almost after a full year of shuttering facilities and grounding planes. UPS continues some of the same trends, cutting about 12,000 jobs just five months after negotiating its Teamsters contract and trying to claw back the demand it lost ahead of the strike deadline. 
FedEx is attributing cuts to lower volume, lower fuel surcharges, and the rise in deferred shipments. The big question is, are these just share losses to USPS and regional carriers? Or is there something broader happening here? We know that big companies like Walmart, Amazon, and even the average Shopify merchant is growing. If you peel the onion, it seems like there's a lot of struggle in there as well. And with the UK and Japan just entering a recession, one wonders if there is still more bad news ahead mixed with the good news. Still, the story overall is likely tied to cost savings initiatives from shippers. One of the biggest line items in any retailer's profit and loss statement is transportation. Just ask Jason Murray from Shippium who told us that on a recent Watson Weekend YouTube broadcast. Logistics leaders have always cared the most about reducing costs. I don't care what anyone says. And I think retailers are not done optimizing their routes for the new supply chain capabilities. I just talked to a 3PL CEO this morning who said that brands are paying later than ever. Now a word from our sponsor, Commerce Tools. When a multi-billion dollar beauty brand's e-commerce platform neared the end of its life, the entire business was at risk, including the ability to serve customers. By switching to Commerce Tools and embracing a more flexible mock architecture, the retailer's vision for connecting in-store and personalized shopping experiences became a reality. The brand can now roll out new features within days, securing a position as a modern brand that uses technology to its advantage. If you're being held hostage by your technology platform and your developers have thrown up their hands, tell them to start a free trial at commercetools.com today. Commerce Tools is thrilled to announce its first ever live event, Elevate, the Global Commerce Summit in Miami Beach, Florida, April 16th to 18th, 2024. This is a -a one-of-a-kind global meeting place for business leaders and technical professionals across brands, verticals, and regions. By day, you'll engage with a power-packed agenda, including stories from brands like PetSmart, Peloton, Ticketmaster, Ulta Beauty, and Zorro that have adopted a modern approach to commerce, thought leaders debating the future of the industry, and hands-on developer training tracks for both individuals and teams. By night, attend an opening party on the white sands of Miami Beach and an exclusive Havana Nights celebration. Tickets are on sale now at elevate.commercetools.com. It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have five items on the menu today. First, Guess and WHP Global to acquire Rag & Bone. Guess and WHP Global, the licensing firm, are set to form a joint venture to acquire Rag & Bone's intellectual property, allowing Guess to use the IP for licensed product manufacturing. Rag & Bone has pretty strong direct-to-consumer component and so is likely looking to expand its product line into other categories as part of WHP Global, while I'm assuming Guess is actually doing the manufacturing and operating. Second, Yellow Wood partners to acquire Alita Beauties from Unilever. Yellowwood Partners acquired Unilever's Alita Beauty division for an undisclosed sum to enhance and optimize its personal care portfolio to power brand growth. Conglomerates such as Unilever are realizing that less is more regarding brand ownership sometimes. Third, three cults to acquire Walmart Marketplace tool DataSpark. E-commerce software roll-up aggregator Three Cults has acquired Walmart product research tool DataSpark for an undisclosed amount. What is the end game here or have we not seen this movie before? Most of the times, these aggregator companies acquire companies and aren't able to realize synergies between them. Fourth, 
Online grocery discount store Marty raises $7 million. Online grocery discount store Marty has raised $7 million and aims to lessen food waste by offering surplus supplies at deeply discounted prices and is also focusing on a different part of the grocery sector. And finally, Cart.com raises debt investment. Cart.com received access to a revolving credit line and mezzanine term loan from Silicon Valley Bank, remember those guys? And co-lender Trinity Capital. What does 2024 have in store for Cart.com? And today's final word of the week for February 26 is rosy. Don't look now, but more often than not, both economists and retailers both are predicting a rosy 2024. Time to break out your shades for 2024 as companies seem to be putting the worries of a 2023 recession far in the rearview mirror. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson. CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Jose Baez, production manager, Gabriela Montaquin. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts.